Hello, hello. Today, we're talking about the Maladaptive Daydreaming Scale, the MDS-16, with mm-hmm. guest Hillary. What the MDS-16 is, uh, there are 16 scales. You rate yourself from never to extremely frequent. And uh, it, it measures it measures different things. Uh, yearning, kinesthesia, which is movement, and mm-hmm. impairment. Mm-hmm. Number nine over here is... Some people experience difficulties in controlling or limiting their daydreaming. How difficult has it been for you to keep your daydreaming under control? Oh, for me, it's like yeah. it's horrible. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's there's it's hard. <laughs> oh my! At this point, I've just given up keeping it under control, and I've just decided to keep myself busy instead, and then kind of put it over there. And when it tries to bother me, I go do something else. <laughs> keep myself so busy, I can't daydream. Right. I mean, I've been I've been improving. I I feel like I'm at a, a really good spot. I I am having those bad days, like I was talking about earlier. But but overall, I still think that I'm trending upwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but that took years of work. And granted, I feel like it wouldn't have taken so long if I had had the aid of a therapist. But I decided not to do that. <laughs> so, um. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of of my own doing. I think with a, a little guidance, um, I would have been a lot more successful, a lot quicker. But as it is, just going it on my own, trying to to figure it out by myself and find what works by myself. Years, years, and I'm still working on it. it it's a process. It's a process, no matter what, where you are in your journey. Now, um, you know, the fun part about the journey, or at least the reason like we, we read and we like, we watch movies and things is because the important part is the journey, not the destination. Um, but being there in the middle of that journey is, is a lot. And you sort of really sort of realize when you're sort of going through it that you have to put in so much effort. And it's not always pleasant. It's not always fun. Uh, in fact, it's not fun oftentimes. Yeah. But I mean, just seeing yourself trend upward is good. Yeah, I, I mean, in this you know, I'm, I'm saying the past 10 years, but this uh, scale is only meant to measure like the last 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, the last 30 days, yeah, I've, I've been in a rut. I've been having more bad days. Um, mm-hmm. So again, I'd rate it above half, but below, below extreme, you know, mm-hmm. maybe just above half since um, most days or the more often days are good days. Well, I guess for me, I've I've also been like really kind of bad. Not not so much in the past month, but in the past week. Um, yeah, I just feel like I sort of MD like the whole day, and I'm not really focused on anything. And yeah, it's not it's not good. Like I MD'd most of today, and like I was trying to think of what I actually did today, and it wasn't very much. Mm-hmm. I've been trending so far downwards so fast. <laughs> this week in particular has been incredibly bad. I actually, for the first time in 12 months, made a uh, made a list of things that I need to get done so that I uh, do well in my classes. Yeah, um, I had a really bad day. I I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, but I did not get out of bed all day, mm-hmm. all day. I did not even take my son to school. Like my son got the day off, and I just let him watch YouTube all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. that, and that's the worst day I've had in a few years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you just and you have those days, right? You know. Yeah, it's the first time I've 
like done that to him, just not taken him to school in order to stay in bed and empty. Hillary, what about you? What is probably one of the worst days that you've had in recent memory? 30 days, remember. Probably, like, maybe today, honestly, today and yesterday. Um, I think that I would just, because we get to work from home now, and so I just got very, like, sluggish, and I turned on my work computer, and then I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Working from home is also difficult, for sure. I know a lot of people, um, a lot of friends of mine who are out of university now who have, uh, who work from home, and when I, I, I'm looking at myself in the mirror, one of the, like, sometimes, and I'm like, man... If I gotta work from home, there is a whole lot of not getting done. So yeah, because for me too, it's there's just so many distractions, and I feel like it's not like kind of the social situation of the office sort of forces you to kind of like stay somewhat present, even though like I'm still emptying, I'm not emptying as much. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with um, just like recently, I've been like emptying a whole ton. I've gone to a new paracosm, so that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. For me, uh, I think one of the worst days I had, I have had like two bad days recently, um, because today I got up at 7 a.m. like a good little college student that I am, and <laughs> went to my, I, I studied for like almost an hour, and then, or sorry, studied, crammed for almost an hour, because I have not been studying over the past like three, four days which is what I had set side, time aside to do. And then I had my, uh, my exam this morning. And I got out of it and I said to myself, man, I, uh, I really, really, really wish, or I really, really hope that I did well. And I was like, man, you know, that probably would have gone a lot better if I studied. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For me, I think, like, the most dangerous thing about um, MDing is that, like, I forgot to take my meds, actually. And then, yeah. like, halfway through the day, I was feeling, like, very kind of, like, I had a lot of suicidal ideation um, and, like, self-harm. And then I was like, why do I feel this way? And I'm like, oh, crap. I forgot to take the Wellbutrin again. And the thing yeah. with the Wellbutrin is that you can't take it really past noon because it's, like, a 12-hour acting drug. So, like, by the afternoon, it's already kind of late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I had to, like, yeah, that was, that was probably, like, the most dangerous thing I did because of MD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like, what is it called? I was going to say something. Now I'm not saying something because I forgot what I was saying. It's been a long day. <laughs> we all, For those of you in the audience, we are recording quite late uh, as opposed to what we normally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, as such, we got to get up and moving. We got to get go, go, go. We got to get to number 10. Number 10. Number 10. Some people feel annoyed when a real-world event interrupts one of their daydreams. When the real world interrupts one of your daydreams, on average, how annoyed do you feel? Probably very annoyed, yeah. I don't, I don't like it. This is a symptom I've been focusing on because it's usually really high. Um, but when I had a son, like <laughs> that's all children do. All they do is interrupt you constantly um so i would just be angry all day every day um and then you know i got i got pretty good with that and stuff and he started going to school and that made it better uh but then covid and then my husband started working from home and my son was home all day um you know during virtual school um and again every five minutes you know i accidentally closed out of this window what does this mean mommy where are my headphones it's not working Mm-hmm. constantly 
Um, and it, it got really bad again. And I was just mad all the time. Um, mm -hmm. And not and not just because I'm annoyed that he's interrupting me. I'm annoyed that he's interrupting a daydream. That's not something I want to be angry with him about. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's a it's a symptom I've been focusing on a lot. I feel like I've gotten better. I still get really annoyed sometimes, but but yeah, well, well, it's not. I'd, I'd say that one's a fifty fifty. Yeah. I am not at zero percent, but it is fairly low. Um, mostly because if someone bothers me, I say, I, I go, I make a really loud squawking noise. Um, <laughs> like, it, like I, like if I, I go, huh? Um, but I try to do it so that I can just kind of rotate, switch gears from being really irritated to being slightly less irritated because saying really strange noises or making really loud, weird noise, very entertaining. So I try to entertain myself to switch gears, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that was that, that was really strange. I shouldn't oh, probably okay. shouldn't say that. I guess I realized that, like, because with Demers thing of having, if someone was like asking me questions constantly, like I would actually get, yeah, I would like have like a nervous breakdown, perhaps. But I do <laughs> notice like a lot of my friends like talk a lot, and I feel like a lot of it is because like if I can MD like when they're talking and I can like tune out like most of what they're saying and they probably don't always notice. But, um, I mean, yeah, that's like kind of a facet. Mm -hmm. It raises, like if you keep getting like, uh, bothered, I've noticed at least for me, it like raises your, uh, like, like the, like your, it's like, uh, I like to think of myself as like a bottle, like a strange human shaped bottle. Full uh -huh. of many emotions, and the more you get the bothered, and the the more you get torn out of your daydream, it kind of like raises. Like you, you kind of get filled up with lots of really fun negative emotions, like mm -hmm. more and more and more and more. And like if you daydream, it kind of lo like it like sort of empties out of your bottle. If I get bothered subsequently several times in a row, then I like then I start to get really terse. I start to yeah. get really like snappy. Yeah, I, so. I do. I, I get the anger and the annoyance that this is talking about. Um, but I also get, I don't know how to describe it, except for overstimulation. Um, and I'm not, what is that called? I'm not um, sensitive to things like that. Mm -hmm. Not so, sensitive to overstimulation? It, it, yeah, like it's not, it's not a thing that happens to me in any context besides this one hmm. okay um and it's yeah if i if i can't if someone's interrupting me and i can't get back to a daydream or they just keep interrupting it 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 i feel like i don't i don't know how to describe it uh it, i think that it's is just, the best word i can like every i can't like, don't touch me the the, the world is vibrating somehow and like i just can't <laughs> The world you feel a lot more when you daydream. No, this isn't when I'm daydreaming. This is when somebody's interrupting me repeatedly. It's more than anger. Like I do get angry, but I also get this weird like oh, I can't. It's like you're moving from one plane of existence to another. You're being ripped through the time space continuum, and now you're here. Yeah, <laughs> it's really. It's a. Uh, I don't. I hope someone in the audience can relate to what I'm saying. Like if you're on YouTube. You know, <laughs> tell me in the comments. Comment, like, subscribe, uh, yeah. share, comment. 
If you're on Spotify, if you're listening on Spotify or something, just go to YouTube. You don't have to listen to the podcast again. Just comment things. Because, like, just <laughs> tell me that I am not the only one this happens to. Uh, for those of you on Spotify, make sure to put it on a playlist. Uh, name it the Your Favorite MD Podcast uh, with lots of heart emojis, please. <laughs> vote, upvote us. Do whatever you do on Spotify. I know, I know it sounds like I'm shilling for like, like give us comments because it, it helps us. I'm shilling. I'm actively numbers, shilling like, for you. Care. Yeah, I don't even care about that. You know what? Gmail me. <laughs> Email me. I don't, I don't care about the numbers. I just want to know. Dimmer, you don't need to shill. I'll do it for you. I'll do all the heavy <laughs> lifting. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. No. But yeah, if you have something to say, make sure to comment it. If you don't, I mean, hey, it's fine if you're just listening. <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about? That was number 10, right? I think that was number I think 10. think so, yeah. Awesome. Uh, this is our third page. We've gotten to the third page for those of you following along. We are on number 11. Some people have the experience of their daydreaming interfering with their academic occupational success. Oh, boy. Or personal achievements. How much does your daydreaming interfere with your academic or occupational success? Uh, <laughs> uh, lots, lots and lots and lots and lots. Yeah, it's definitely sa same. Yeah, it's all over the place, man. I think this is a weird one for me because those are, they're all tied together. Well, I guess academic isn't, but I've been out of university for a long time. So it doesn't, it did interfere, but that was, you know, 20 years ago. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, and occupational and personal achievements are basically the same thing for me. I'm a stay-at-home mother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. for those of you in the audience, you have three perspectives. So you have three faces. Uh, <laughs> one, I'm your first face. I am in. I'm your academic success because I am currently in university. Um, mm -hmm. Hillary is your occupational face because uh, she's having an occupation. Occupational successes for her, and Dimmer is a little bit of both. Uh, but mostly, for the most part, I guess, uh, personal success. We are your three faces. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm your face, but... I remember those school days. That was so long ago. But it feels like <laughs> yeah. yesterday in the same way. Oh, yeah. No one quite forgets their school days. Yeah. I feel like, for me, I do I do struggle a lot because I, I have problems with, like, detail orientation. Um, and, like, not... Like, for instance, like, I've uploaded, like, wrong documents before... Um, I make like I, I used to make like a lot of mistakes. This was actually before the Wellby train. Um, but I used to make like a lot of like very simple and kind of silly mistakes um, at work. So it, it was getting me in trouble a bit. But um, yeah, so I do think the MD like doesn't doesn't help my professional success. I feel like even though like I'm in a good place right now, I always have this thing that like there's like inner voice that says that I could be doing better. But I guess I don't know. Maybe everyone has that. And then, Dimmer, you already went over your sort of personal success? Or do you have anything else you want to talk about it in particular? Because, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I it, it took a long time to find something like the podcast. Um, you know, like everybody says, you know, get find, find a hobby that will help you. But it's really hard to find one that has staying power. Like, I've had a thousand hobbies and none of them ever stuck for more than a couple of months. Um, until until I started, you know, um, doing things in the maladaptive daydreaming community, and that that finally that finally clicked. So usually it would interfere, but um, and you know sometimes it still does. I don't I don't always 
check my moderation cues as often as I sh like should and stuff. But you know, it's all volunteer work. It's a hobby, not a job. <laughs> or, and it's a process. Yeah. Um, so a little bit and stuff. Um, and then as far as like, cause my, you know, being a stay at home parent, the division of labor in our household, I'm in charge of the house and it's definitely mm -hmm. not, you know, I mean, I haven't swept my kitchen floor in like three days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's not, it's not where it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, especially since this is like my job. Um, you know, if I were getting paid to do this, I'd be fired. <laughs> well, three days is better than a week or, or my apartment where it's like a month. Sorry. Like two weeks, maybe I, time is relative. Yeah. relative so i can't think very hard about time i don't know when we swept it it's not that bad yet probably <laughs> could we do like a podcast um theme about uh, like in the future and an episode on the podcast about hobbies and like different hobbies that you try to do to curb the md that just didn't work oh, yeah we totally should yeah yeah, I have, I have, we could be on here for seven hours if we didn't know. <laughs> I'm telling, I'm saying. Uh, we I've should do like part one, stuff. two, three, four. Nine, ten, twelve, yeah. No. Yeah. Hobbies are a good way to sort of, if, like you said, Dimmer, like hobbies are a good way to sort of um, make yourself a little productive. Um, but let me tell you, staying power is important and most of the time yeah. it does not. At least it didn't for me. Yeah, I'm going to put that one on medium high, I think. Mm -hmm. me um it's pretty pretty hefty <laughs> yeah it's it's a little bit higher on that scale than than not for sure mm -hmm. everything hurts all the time always permanent pain yeah. permanent school pain uh but that was number 11 let's go to 12 let's go to 12 we're getting through this pretty quick four Some more to go oh yeah uh one two three four i think one two what what oh i skipped one one two three four five we have five Five questions of fun. For instance, number 12. Some people would rather daydream than do most other things. To what extent would you rather daydream than engage with other people or participate in social activities or hobbies? I mean, I have horrible social anxiety, so definitely this is, like, high for me as well. I always just feel like, I don't know, like, saying the wrong thing or saying something that people just, like, don't relate to and think is really weird, and it kind of cripples me in a way from, like, getting out there and expressing myself, but... I also feel like with like some just like regular like normal everyday conversations are just so like unstimulating like for once there was like these like two of my coworkers were just like talking about um like different like cooking or like just some something that just wasn't very interesting to me and I was just like this is so boring this is so dumb it doesn't matter what blender you have it really doesn't all blender is fine and then they were just like comparing like different like kitchen items and i'm just like i don't i have a fork you have yeah I... yeah well here's something that's really interesting about conversations right so so for this for me this is this is relatively low um which is a lie it's probably pretty high but i am convincing myself that it's low by going out and doing things um the way that uh something that's really interesting is the world is very mundane and that's okay um, but you can make it interesting. You can make it entertaining. Um, it just comes down to to how you perceive it and like how you spin it, right? For instance, these these fine ladies and gentlemen, or whoever in between, are talking about blenders. Mm -hmm. um, you could you could you could be talking about just blenders. Um, but if you have an interest in cooking, or even if you don't have an interest in cooking, 
um, you can make it fairly interesting by at least being relatively uh, animate in uh, or animated in the way that you speak. Uh, mm -hmm. Very. Don't be monotone. A lot of people are fairly monotone. Mm -hmm. um, like the process to being social is not easy. It's hard. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, it's not like bad that the world's mundane. And I, I mentioned this because if you like go out and meet a lot of people, you'll meet uh, what I call the same person over and over and over, which is to say that like there's a bunch of different people in the world, but a lot of them feel super similar. Um, yeah, definitely. And, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, is the world really mundane? Because I, I don't think it is. I think our problem... Uh, is a lack of realistic expectations. Uh, it's a lack mm -hmm. of appreciation for what is because it's compared to a ridiculous fantasy. The mm -hmm. world, mm -hmm. it isn't gray and mundane and stupid. You, you just, not you, <laughs> not you, like the royal mm -hmm. you. We have just not spent enough time in it to bother appreciating it and i think that will come with time as you reacclimate to your surroundings mm -hmm. well it's like that's how you spin it right is it's like we're not in this magical fantasy world with like mages and dragons and all of this fun stuff we're not in like a cyberpunk world yet mm -hmm. um where we can augment our bodies and all of this stuff and that's okay mundane is not bad uh and mundane i guess like if i were to look up the definition of mundane i suppose you could Hold on, give me one second. We're gonna go. Let's yeah, I would. Type. I would say people feel like that. It has a a negative connotation, even though it probably actually doesn't. Mm -hmm. I've the heard world... that too. With... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, you go. I'm looking stuff up. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I've also heard that people like say the mundane thing when like they struggle with other addiction issues. Like, for instance, people who struggle with like marijuana say like when they go off like the pot. The world just seems like this bad trip that's so boring and so dull. And I feel like MD is very similar to that. In a sense, like, you kind of crash back to reality, and reality is, will never be as stimulating or exciting as, like, your fantasy world. Yes, relating to, characteristic of, or concerned with commonplace. Ordinary mm -hmm. is a synonym is a synonym for it. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the thing, right? Is that the world being not all of this massive, like, uh, like fantasy and, and dragons and things is totally fine. Because the mm -hmm. world is... The world may be ordinary, but it can also be interesting, and it depends on you know yourself and how you how you see the world. Because mundane, in particular, I guess is not exactly a super great word for it. Um, like an ordinary world is fine, right? It's just like you can have fun and enjoy the world around you. You can color your world, um, but usually you're going to have to be the one to color it for sure, because it's it's colorful as is. But if you mm -hmm. view it through, like, there's the classic, you know, rose-tinted glasses. If you view it through, like, gray-tinted glasses, or, like, if you view it through, like, black and white, of course it's going to look a little gray. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to sort of look at the world through a more, um, uh, like, a more colorful lens. And that is not easy, I guess, especially for, like, us when we have our own world characters. And it is so interesting to be in those worlds compared mm -hmm. to reality. Um, but at the same time... It's not exactly terrible for it to be ordinary, because mm -hmm. it means you can enjoy so many things without uh, a lot of negatives and too many hardship for sure. Yeah, yeah there's nothing, nothing wrong with ordinary. I think I'm, I'm, my nerd's about to show, but like, <laughs> like, like mm -hmm. the, the, 
I, I think Doctor Who exemplifies this, especially the Matt Smith Doctor, who is not my favorite Doctor, but he's good for this. Um, you know, he says something like, I've been through all of time and space and I've never met a single person who wasn't important before. Like that is that is a theme, especially in his seasons, mm-hmm. where like the the ordinary the, is what you find the extraordinary in. Um, but you do have to interact with it to get there. You do have to mm-hmm. learn or acquire an appreciation for reality and what it can be. If you want to find the fun stuff, you got to turn over the stone. The stone looks pretty gray from on top, but if you look beneath, yeah. you'll probably find some really strange things. Gross, perhaps. Unusual. Uh, but it won't be gray. I can tell you that much. Something I'm, like, working on, too, is, like, kind of appreciating the, like, the little real-life moments of drama and kind of intrigue when, when they do come about. Um, and instead of, like, kind of going on a plot line, just being like, oh, this is something happening that actually is, like, really cool and, like, Kind of scandalous, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's Peter Capaldi, by the way. You didn't ask, but he's my favorite doctor. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> oh, thank you for thank you for explaining it to us. I wouldn't have been able to live without this information. <laughs> but Peter yes. Capaldi was on Doctor Who before he became the Doctor. Like he was like a Roman or something. Yeah, yeah, he was um, in the Doctor Donna days. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's uh, I think that's twelve. Um, let's see, uh, social event activities or hobbies. I think we got a little off topic there, so I mm-hmm. think if I had to put it pretty short, yeah, um, I w- I would rather daydream. Um, but I'm doing so much right now. Um, I'm kind of finding a little bit of an even balance for sure. I need time to myself, but otherwise, I'm having a blast doing things with other people. I I'm I'm struggling with rather. How much weight do I put on the word rather? Because, yeah, I would rather daydream than do literally anything else. Mm-hmm. But um, I am actively trying to see that that is, well, disordered <laughs> or flawed, you know, uh, and, and get past it. And, uh, and, and, and then, then, you know, it's like, would I rather daydream or would I rather be a good parent? Like one part of me is saying like, no, fuck no, I want to lay in bed all day. Um, and the other part of me is like, no, I do really want to be a good parent. And then, you, you know, like, well, what, that one, that stupid word is throwing me for a loop. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, this one, the, that, that might be difficult, but this one is a little bit easier. 13 on the list is when you first wake up in the morning, how strong has your urge been to immediately start daydreaming? Uh, <laughs> uh, every morning, a lot. Especially this yeah, morning. morning a lot. <laughs> Especially, the, the, man, this, this morning I was like, okay, it's 7 a.m. I set my alarm at 7 a.m. so I can wake up and study for my exam. Um, and then the first thing I did was, man, you know, what kind of music can I put on today? As if I didn't set an alarm like two hours earlier than you specifically so I could study. I'm going through my list. I'm like, you know, this would be good. This would be good. And then my second alarm hits as I'm looking through my music. To daydream, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh god, I need to get up out of bed. So yeah, that's how it's been for me. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like I'm gonna. I always tell myself I'm gonna get up early and like go to gym or like go meditate, and it it never happens. I basically I wake up at the exact the very last minute that I should be waking up to go to work, and yeah, it's not it's not great. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, this I immediately upon waking, I just start daydreaming. Um, if I can't, like if I wake up late and I have to go, 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 um, mm -hmm. it feels wrong and horrible. And I, honestly, this is one of those symptoms, I guess. I don't know if I want to call it a symptom, but this is one of the things I've sort of given up on. I don't think that that urge upon waking is ever going to change. Maybe it will. Maybe as I get better, maybe it'll just naturally dissipate, but I don't think there's anything I can do really to stop it. If I get up and there's not an hour for me to just sit and daydream, I that that's what I'm like, okay, this is a day where things have to happen and I get really annoyed. <laughs> like I'm driving, I'm like driving to my, my test or whatever. I'm thinking to myself, God, I just want to just not do this right now. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> and then, of course, I had my exam. As, uh, you know, as as one does. Uh, but it's like, it's not leaving. I like, it's the it's like literally 60 minutes. And if it's not 60 minutes, I get really, really annoyed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For yourself, Hillary? Yeah, for me, it's like, usually I'm, I'm daydreaming just pretty much as soon as I wake up. Um, if not, even like kind of before, like maybe carrying on from the dream that I did have. But... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not it's not like a great way to start the morning too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sets you, it sets up your day for sure. It'll set up your day to be like, oh, it's a little bit of a lazy. Yeah, this one was a bit of an easier question. Other ones were way more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this next one's really easy for me. Okay. Oh, here we go. This is a fun one. Number 14. How often are your current daydreams accompanied by physical activity, such as pacing, swinging, or shaking your hands? Um, yes, uh, but literally none of those for me. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, when I'm in, when I daydream in bed specifically, mm -hmm. um, like if I get really, like if there's like a intense moment and I'm listening to really like hype music or, or, or something like that, I, this sounds so strange when I say it like this, but I like, I like, I don't, I jump up out of bed, not like jump, but I like. Like like through like like throw myself up in the air and then I flip over like a like a like a hamburger or like a pancake like <laughs> like go <laughs> hold on let me let me stop laughing for a second I'll like be on my back and then like it'll get to a really intense moment and then I like flip over onto my front and then suddenly if there's like another intense moment I like flip back again it's, it's like I'm uh, it's like I'm searing myself like a steak on on this bed and <laughs> it sounds really weird uh, but that's what I do. I tense up a lot. Like I, I like t I tighten my core, which when I have a core day or like I go to the gym or whatever is very painful. Uh, and I know it's painful because it hurts every time I do it, which is a lot. Um, but I don't like pace. I don't swing anymore, <laughs> mind you. I don't like swing my arms or uh, shake my hands, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I do a lot of pacing personally. Like um, I do like I used to have a yo-yo, so then I would play with that as well. But oh, I love yo-yos. Yes, yeah, yo-yos, slinkies, that kind of thing, um, and just kind of pace around the room and just like think of like different plot lines or empty storylines to go on. Okay, this might be a controversial hot take, but the single best fidget toy to ever exist is a Rubik's cube, for sure. But yes, it's yeah. good to to keep your hands busy. I have one on my desk right here. That's actually why I took up knitting too, because it was like a way to like keep my hands busy while emptying, but also be like somewhat productive at the same time. Mm -hmm. oh, and so yeah. far, it's it's been okay. I've made Heck. a lot of sweaters. <laughs> I bet they're wonderful sweaters. Oh, thank you. I mean, they 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 don't look great because like I'm still a beginner, but they're it was great to wear like while I was like skiing, um, because it's actually very warm. Mm -hmm. 
I don't, uh, I don't have any, I don't have any repetitive movements. So this one is a, a never for me. Mm-hmm. It's a never for you? Lucky. A never, never. Interesting, no interesting. I'm a little, I'm a little jealous. Um, but I got to say, being a seared steak or a hamburger or a pancake, not half bad. <laughs> that was number 14, right? Yeah. Yes. We're okay. there. We're hitting towards the end, ladies and gentlemen. We got two left. This two one being, This one being number 15. Some people love to daydream. While you are daydreaming, to what extent do you find it comforting and or enjoyable? Addictively so. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. indeed. Very, very high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like we wouldn't be on the podcast if it was low for this. Uh, well, I feel like I feel like there's um a what's the word? A Oh, who's it? What's it? Misconception, a misconception about this cuz um I feel like some people feel like if you don't hate your daydreaming, you're not a maladaptive daydreamer and that's very much not the case. Maladaptive daydreamers tend to really, really, really love their daydreaming. Mm-hmm. They don't like the maladaptive effects. They don't like the shame and the guilt and the time and the loss of control and the pain. And, you know, that's what they don't like. The daydream itself, they like. Otherwise, you wouldn't be addicted to it. Right, of course. And it's really kind of like a, it's like a little grabby hands that kind of like pull you away. And they're very, very good at their job, let me tell you. But yes, it is inc- very comforting, enjoyable. This is about the only pretty, pretty high up on the scale. On I can't think of anything I hate about daydreaming, uh, at least while I'm daydreaming. <laughs> but that's what they're <laughs> yeah. asking, right? Yeah. While you are daydreaming, how much do you enjoy it? And the answer is yes, I do a lot. Very even much. when it's bad, it's even when because I'm a I daydream a lot of violent, screwed up stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still love it. I lo- the more I love a character, the more they are going to suffer. Oh my god, dude! It's it's so <laughs> I just I love and it, it's the uh, for me it's the crafting characters like in the moment, mm-hmm. like as it's going forward. Like you don't know anything about these characters until the moment it happens, and you're like, oh, oh. sorry, I'm getting off track again. That yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. if something good happens to a character, you know the other shoe is gonna drop. Like, oh, you're just reunited with your long lost brother. He oh, has uh, that's not gonna that's not gonna last. <laughs> no, for me, like MD is like better than any other like psychoactive or like recreational drug that I've like ever tried. Like I don't know if this is like TMI or so, but I, I mean I've done like coke and stuff and I've done like mushrooms and like LSD, but I still think MD just beats it all. It's so strange, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. I have a friend, I have lots of friends who enjoy like anime and, and like mm-hmm. like manga and like I get to I watch movies every single day in my mind's eye and none of whatever you're showing me compares. Yeah, it's, a, it's just there's not there's nothing quite like it. No, no, it's like the best drug, but also the worst because like it's free and so like it's it's it, it's like you can't run from it. It's like okay, yeah. so maybe you you like so maybe you are like uh for instance like alcohol mm-hmm. or like a tobacco or something. It's like you have to go out and buy that. Like, mm-hmm. could you like, could you imagine going out and like buying your addiction rather than just having it right next to you all the time, always, forever, and you can't run from it? Yeah, I have oh one addiction. Yeah. I can't even imagine how much money I would spend on daydreaming. Dude, it would be I'd I'd be broke for permanently. <laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't. I just would never have it. money. It's bad. Yeah, but yes, sure. yes, I, I like numbers. No numbers here, but the answer is I we 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 all very much do. Over here. 
Um, which I guess leads us to number 16, the last one. Some people find it hard to maintain their daydreaming when they are not listening to music. To what extent is your daydreaming dependent on continued listening to music? Hmm. For me, no, because, like, I guess I had a lot of practice when I was younger daydreaming, like, in my bed when I was supposed to be sleeping. So I mm. feel like music is always great to have, but at the same time, it isn't a total necessity. Mm-hmm. Same, same. My daydreaming is not dependent on music at all. Like I said, I quit music years ago. I will mm-hmm. still listen to it in the car because it does add, um, it does add something to it. You know, with music, it's a lot easier to go deeper and longer, and and it it spawns um, different kinds, I guess, of uh, scenes and mm-hmm. and stuff, and it it just makes them feel different as well. Um, so yeah, listening enhances, but I'm a thousand percent not dependent on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's really high. Like the moment that I hear some music that I end up vibing to is immediately, immediately the moment that that's the end of it. That's like, there's, they've, there's yeah, no but returning. This goes, this goes the other way around Q. It's not, it's not, if you hear music, how likely are you to daydream? It's if you're not listening to music, like, can mm-hmm. you daydream without music or do you have to have it? I do not need to have music, which is why it's not all the way, all the way to the totally dependent. Um, but let me tell you, like, it's just that the, the music's the moment, like music's the skeleton key, right? Cause it's like doing like different things in reality or like foods or going different places or doing different things or like sort of you know, like crack open certain doors. But the moment you turn on music, right? Skeleton keys open. You've just, you've, you've found the, the golden city of El Dorado and you ain't ever coming back. <laughs> like it, it's just that that's how it is for me specifically. Right. Mine's very dependent on music. Not totally, but very, mm-hmm. um, and I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you two things. Uh, one, as someone who is not totally dependent, but very dependent on music, um, it gets very hard to do things, especially like with people, uh, when going out in social situations, because a lot of people listen to music and they jam out in the car and while everyone else is jamming, I'm sitting there like, like mm-hmm. stock still frozen, like a statue. Cause I've just, or I'm already gone. And they'll like get nudged by someone. They're like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No." And then promptly go back to daydreaming because, like, it's like that. That like I am just so like enamored with. Um, and it's everywhere, man. It's everywhere. My husband sings to the radio in the car, and I'm like, "Oh my god, shut up! A- You're ruining oh, it." I, oh, this is I the problem. Like, my mom sings along, and I'm just like, "Please stop! I can't! I can't do this right now! Like, do not sing." Yeah, it, yeah, it really upsets me. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I can't. I can't. That's why I was like, I like the moment somebody uh like starts singing, I like start to like vibrate. I get really annoyed. It's very frustrating because it's like we literally have the perfect song, the yeah. one song on the radio that I would actually like to listen to mm-hmm. for this, and you've made it not whatever it it should have been. It could have. One time I was like really passive aggressive. I was like, maybe we could just listen to the singer singing. <laughs> and like just let just let her do the singing for now (laughs) yeah (laughs) did you guys um was i the only one who kept track of my score i was not keeping track because i don't use numbers uh i the numbers aren't real they're um made up by mathematicians to sell more math 
So I don't believe in numbers. <laughs> I think I'm extremely high for all of them, pretty much. Oh, except for the music one. Yeah, I had yeah. a few zeros in there um, and, a, and a couple that were really low, but I did still come out on the MD side of things, which, by the way, there's a few more things to explain to the audience. Um, if you were going to take this, okay, you do all your scores and it's just the average. You average them out. If your score is above 40, it's probable MD. It cannot tell you this. This scale cannot tell you if you have maladaptive daydreaming. It can just tell you if you are, would like, if you're you're falling um, onto the probably maladaptive side. There there could be other things, like maybe you have a comorbid disorder or something that's skewing results, and people are very biased when reporting on themselves, you know. So this is very much not a self-diagnosis tool. Do not look at your score and think, oh, I've got a 90. I'm a super maladaptive daydreamer. Like that's just, it's just not how it works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anything above 40 is, yeah, yeah, you, you might have MD. But yeah, yeah, it's just, I just wanted to get that out there. It's not a self-diagnosis tool. It's a self-report tool um, that they use for studies and things. Speaking of studies, if you happen to be a researcher um, or a student who wants to be a researcher, this scale is open access. It is available for research and clinical use, no charge. Um, they just ask that you send them their results. And that is the ICMDR, the International Consortium for Maladaptive Daydreaming Research, uh, regardless of the language. So if it's in Turkish, if it's in Vietnamese, doesn't matter, send it in. Um, they just, they just, you know, want to know, want to know what's out there for maladaptive daydreaming. Um, and how their scale is doing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, um, you can use it for that. Not, not, not to make money. Don't go around selling people this. Like, obviously, <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, one last thing uh, I did want to mention. In the words of our beautiful friend Sherlock Holmes, um, it is best to make theories to suit facts rather than facts to suit theories. Um, a lot of people will self-diagnose uh, pretty strangely for most anything uh, they're really biased about it so just keep that in mind if you are going to take this we mentioned it before but sherlock holmes knows best right yes right 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 indeed, indeed. <laughs> so the, that is the end of the scale that is all 16 of those questions that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of parallel lives join us next time <laughs> thank you hillary for coming on by thanks guys you always have to thank the guests. I never thank the guests. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming, Hillary. Um, yet yeah, you can you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, um, Pocket Cast, Google, Apple, wherever. We're all over the place. Anchor, of course. Um, leave comments. Yes, like, subscribe, uh, do all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, you can join the Discord as well. We are going to have links to uh, the Discord and the papers that we talked about and the Maladaptive Daydreaming Scale, which is available, by the way, in like 40 languages. If we break this into two episodes, I'm just going to put the same outro. So you might be hearing this outro for the second time, but maybe not. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah. All right. Y'all take care in the audience. All right. See ya. See you guys. Bye.